Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We're so happy you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Today, we're going to dive into productivity and bring you some fresh perspectives about how you can improve your productivity, and it's all connected to time. Hi, business rock stars. My name is Maggie Mongan, and I am your host for today. I'm a mastered business coach, as well as a growth strategist, think marketing, for about 20 years now. So I am the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., a coaching practice that specializes in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. Now, if you're a regular listener, you know I'm all about improving the underserved small business sector. That's probably why I'm a thought leader in the small business sector. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Um, I honestly believe that small businesses are the accelerant of our economy, so much so that inadvertently I founded a number one best-selling business book series for small businesses. Now, don't worry, we'll share a little bit more about that later. But most importantly, and this is the key, like all good things that come together, I didn't do it alone. I invited 10-year experts to join me in the authoring process. And guess what? Today we have with us one of our tenured experts, a recently freshly minted number one international best-selling author, Dayu Patel. Whoop, whoop, he's in the house. Welcome. Hey, how you doing, Maggie? I am doing it. How about you? Oh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay, so this is cool. Everyone, it's really important that you know who Dayu is because he works with people who are striving to own their time, and he helps them build favorable relationships with time. Why? So they can shift from the stress of feeling like they are falling behind to experiencing the liveliness of feeling ahead. Well, that's pretty cool. So glad you're doing this work. Thank you and welcome. Well, thank you for having me, Maggie. Right. And I want to share with everybody, this is your fourth episode in your mini series here in our podcast. And so far, for everyone who's listening, you would want to go ahead and listen to Dayu's first episode. It's 206. And it's about time integrity. And that's what we're really talking about. But we're getting into different aspects of it. And he explains everything that you need to know about time integrity. Well, because he sort of does this for a living. And he wrote a great chapter about it. We'll talk about that in a moment. His second episode in his mini series is episode number 221. And it's about compressing time. The third episode is episode 229. And he actually tells us how we should be pacing ourselves. We move beyond theory and we get into the application. So if you have not heard any of the other episodes yet, and this is your first, know that you should go back to 206 and start at the beginning after you're done listening to this wonderful piece of wisdom that Dayu is sharing. So Dayu, you did something really cool last year in 2021. 
you wrote a chapter and it's the seventh chapter in our book series that's titled Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. Now, you wrote in volume five in our series. In volume five, just so everybody gets really clear when you're looking at all of our books, they all have the same title. It's the color that is distinguishing which volume you want to be looking at. So Daya wrote in volume five, Turquoise Cover, chapter seven, and it's titled Time Integrity. Ending, get this, ending ahead of time. Ah, that's a big sigh for everyone. Let's talk about that a little more because this is this is pretty unique, right? About having the stress of feeling behind and feeling ahead if we end ahead of time. It, maybe it maybe, is. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, I want to I want to back up and just very quickly, could you tell everybody if they're new to hearing this topic from you, what time integrity is? Yes, Maggie. Yes, it's very fundamental. So time integrity is really the ability. Um, it's, it's, it's your ratio to be able to commit and execute on what you say you're going to do um, in your calendar. Uh, because in your calendar, you've got to start in the end time. Um, and it's your ability to be able to end on time the things that you say that you're going to end. Um, and there's, there's an art and there's mastery around that. But there's also a, a sort of a beautiful choreography in how we do that. So time integrity is really your ability to be able to, to, to start and end on time what you say you're going to do. And basically that became more prevalent as a problem during COVID because I realized that many people weren't capable of doing that even though they had all the time on their hands. Mm. Different conversation for another day, but yes, I saw that too. And that's what made me step into creating a new aspect of my business <laughs> to guide them a little more. Um, this is really cool. So we're going to talk about Parkinson's law and feeling ahead, because that's really what the goal is with time integrity is feeling ahead so we can do one more thing, which will be your final episode. So um, let's share with our listeners what Parkinson's Park Parkinson. Oh my gosh. That's a new one. That's a new one. <laughs> Parkinson's law is. And when um when do we typically experience it? Sure. Because we all have. I we all have. So I want to I want to back up just a little bit um into sort of an emotional awareness around time, right? So in everyday life. Emotions alter time perception uh, and moods changes our relationship with time. So when we delay our actions to complete things, we expand the time needed to get those things done. Um, and that's really Parkinson's law. So if you think about it, when we're sad and depressed, right, we feel the flow of time slowing down. Our actions are very delayed. Eventually that becomes a catalyst to us expanding time it takes to complete something. And that's something that let's say it's, it's due in 72 hours. Um, we kind of just wait to get it done because 72 hours is a lot of time. 
And you start thinking, well, that's a lot of time. I could don't have to start it right away. And it's when we start engaging in that dialogue that we actually start practicing Parkinson's law. So if we move from a deferral state of being to let's get it done now, regardless of when it's due, you start changing the paradigm uh, and leading towards a feel ahead of time kind of lifestyle, which hmm. is the opposite of Parkinson's. Okay. Go a little further, please. <laughs> sure. So, so time, t- feeling behind time has always played me. It's, it's always been my thing. Um, where I'm a master at it. And there's many reasons why I defer. Many reasons I talk myself into deferring. Um, and they make sense. But it's very hard for me, or was very hard for me to get things started um, and live urgently. Um, and what I started to do is just create a simple mantra around living urgently. So once I'm told to do something, I just want to get started on it right away. Um, especially if my wife gives me chores or anything to do, <laughs> we'll expect that I won't do it. Um, and then she'll have to raise her voice a little bit uh, to kind of remind me. So to save her energy and time, I just be, I'm very proactive. And I find that being very proactive gives me that space. Uh, to put my foot up on the table um, and relax and to do whatever it is I want to do with my time. And that is so empowering to be able to tell yourself at some point in your day, you're going to be able to put your feet up and you can choose to do whatever you want with your time and not have to have this burden of being productive. Um, And I think that's a trap that we fall into is, is productivity. What is it really in the end? Um, so I would like to expand, expand on that too. Yeah, that's really fascinating. And your point in this is extremely interesting to me because I did not grow up with procrastination in any way, shape or form as my MO. I was the oldest of many, you know, we hunt, we fished, we gardened, we, we canned, we did all of that. So there was always a lot to be done. And I knew that if I could move very quickly and and just, um, I'll use the term plow through things to get them completed, my life would be easier. So I have a, a very, personally, I have a very different approach than a lot of people do with time. So I'm always interested in hearing how it shows up for everyone else. You know, so um, this is really cool. You, I know in the book, and I don't remember if this actually made it to the final chapter or if it was in your initial draft, because I remember reading, you were talking about cramming for exams or tests, you know, and we've all done that. We've all crammed for something last minute. Is that part of the Parkinson's law thing you're talking about? Yeah. So I I feel like cramming is an alternative uh, for what we define as Parkinson's law, because when you're in an actual cramming state, what what did you really do? You deferred, you delayed, right? And you waited to a certain amount of time before the task was due to get it done. And again, cramming is a muscle that we build. We build that deferral of action. 
um, as a result. And we learn this early in, earlier in our life and we take it forward as a subconscious operating model with our relationship to time. Well, I guess all of that boot camp training I had as a kid pays off now as an adult because I don't have to learn a different way here. Right. <laughs> like like right. what you're talking about. So this this is really cool for me. Um, but I can see how cramming is typically considered a deferral. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And you explain more about the deferral in uh, pacing in episode 229. So this is really cool. So Dayu, in chapter seven, in volume five, your chapter is titled Time Integrity. What was the main goal of you writing your chapter? Bring it on. Let's hear what you were really thinking. Yeah. So, so really, you know, I, I really hope that this could help us kind of change our relationship to time with something as simple as talking about time integrity. But basically my goal in chapter seven uh, was to basically shift and how we think about time and our relationship to it. And time integrity is really about finding your way to keep, keep to your start and end times uh, that you've inserted, let's say into your calendar. And it's just as simple as that, because if you could do that, then a lot of the negativity and a lot of the negative emotions that we have, um, uh, with time kind of go away, uh, naturally the challenge that I see in all types of people like high, high achievers and self-improvement coaches and everyone in between is that a way to level up and exceed many people on various stages of life is to use your calendar to be your scorecard, um, of how you measure yourself against time integrity, how many of the self-defined activities that you actually were, were actually able to complete. Um, because I tell you, you show up very differently. There's more pep in your step. There's just, there's just more aliveness in how you show up when you're able to tell yourself, Hey, these are the three things I'm going to do. I'm going to get them done. And then I'm done. And that commandment of, and respect to be able to end things on time and say, you know what, maybe I didn't finish. That's okay. I'll get to it next time when the when I have it allocated on my calendar. And, and just one more point on that, and it's really important, but there's so many productivity systems out there, right? And, and basically when you start thinking about, well, wait a minute, I one rule is just to find three things, just to find three things for your day, the night before you go to bed, write them down and get that done. But what ends up happening repeatedly is that we want to feel productive. And it's like, we're always chasing that feeling of productivity of how society defines that feeling is really unknown to me because no one's really defined what the emotion is, but everyone defines to be productive, either multitasking or just getting a lot more stuff done off a to-do list. What ends up happening is let's say we define three things. We get those three things done, let's say by 12 PM. What ends up happening is more people add more stuff to get done. So they're never really feeling um, ahead of time or they're never feeling what's on the opposite side of um, Parkinson's law or the reverse of it. So we're constantly keep chasing, 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 getting more done, getting more done. And then when do you actually really feel productive? What does that definition really mean for you? Right? Okay. So... I have a question about that, but let's see if it plays out through the rest of our conversation. Okay, so 
you're talking about time integrity. Why is it so important against putting it up against Parkinson's law? Real simply, right? So time, time integrity has this unforeseen power and it changes how you see time and space ahead. And basically what it does, it helps you anticipate and planning a series of steps of a desired outcome. So when you look at your calendar, right? And you have something that's due a week or two weeks from now, and you're looking at your calendar and that, you know, that wider view, you're able to actually anticipate what needs to happen before it's too late or before you reach into that urgency or fall into Parkinson's law, so to speak. So that's why time integrity is that once you break things out and you say, all right, this is where I need to be on this day, this is where I need to be on that day, and you're actually able to deliver that, then you basically will never enter Parkinson's law or procrastination or any of the other negatives that is talked about uh, largely in the productivity world. So feeling ahead would be the next stage after time integrity. Okay, so what is feeling ahead then? So when we talk about the emotions around time, right? Overwhelmed, feeling behind, urgency, scattered, anxiety, um, sadness, depression, right? Feeling ahead of time is something that we can experience um, often and consistently. But let's just take a step back. When do we ever feel ahead? Like if you just examine your life, right? I know some people feel ahead the day before they go on vacation, right? Because the day they go on vacation, they're the most focused. Their to-do list is very specific with a with the extra several levels of microscopes and granularity and focus and intention um, that they want to get all that stuff done so they can board their plane, sit on the beach and have that pina colada. And that's probably the only time. Um, other than that, again, we're kind of living Parkinson's law on various levels. So we kind of look at our regular work life and our personal life, and we take our calendar and we scatter it across. Um, and what ends up happening is that we're, at best, we're feeling caught up. At best, we're feeling caught up with our day, with our action items, where we need to be that day. Um, so being able to actually experience feeling ahead in a regular work day, a regular, um, or just a regular day of your life, is very rare. Um, so it has to be an intentional um, focus for us to kind of feel ahead in our day. And we can get into more about how do we achieve that. Okay. So why should we care about feeling ahead of time? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Come yeah, on, yeah, bring right. it on. Well, here, right? Why should we care? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's similar to like, how you manage your money, right? When you manage your money and you get to a point where you've got all your bills and your debt and everything taken care of, there's this financial freedom that you feel, this power, this essence around freedom. Well, the same with time, right? When you feel ahead of time in your day, it empowers you to feel free, to feel that space in your day. And then what ends up happening from a biochemical reaction is that, and, and this is being talked about more and more in what we call pro-social science, is that you naturally feel more altruistic. Basically, you actually feel more pro-social um, when you actually feel that space. And these are the things that we're leaving on the table from our humanity and our true essence, 
when we're actually not achieving that feel ahead state. That's why we should care. Oh, so that's why we should care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after this podcast, how do we get that feel ahead feeling? You know, it takes literally, it could take really 30 seconds, really. Um, let's say today is Sunday and you look at your calendar of all the things you need to get done for work or in your personal life. And you know your natural tendency is maybe to get those things done the day of or the day before, whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. You could just pick something a little bit far out that's important to get done and will eventually get more and more important to get done and just choose to invest 30 seconds in starting it. That's it. If you invest 30 seconds, because first of all, it's super hard to just get started on something that's due in the future. Um, because we're not naturally wired that way. Again, we roll into the natural deferral model of deferring things. But if you could just start something for 30 seconds, you'll be amazed. But usually when you start it for 30 seconds, it's easy to go to one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And then you're like, wow, I can't believe that. Um, that's it. Just pick something small from something big that needs to get done at some point in the future that's really important uh, or really hard. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. And just don't focus on the, uh, the, big, the big thing. Just focus on one small thing and just give you a timer and say, I'm just going to do it for 30 seconds. Whether that's write one sentence, whether that's you know, go through your inbox, uh, a status report, a PowerPoint, even just by opening the PowerPoint and putting five words on there that's related to a presentation that you're going to give a week or two weeks from now, or even three or four days from now, it's still going to uh, contribute to, the, to that emotion. Um, just putting four or five words on a PowerPoint slide is empowering because you would probably have waited till Monday or Tuesday to do that. Got it. Okay. So then how does Parkinson's law impact what pro-social science says? And again, we're going to dive more into that in the next episode. Yeah. So, you know, with Parkinson's law, so, so, so basically, when I, when I look at social relationships, and this, this, this was sort of, I want to call this my hero's journey. Um, when I was growing up, I was naturally having five distinct social circles. So I had five different social circles. But over time, I would not have time for people. And that always bothered me. And I love spending time with people. I love being a social engagement, being, being funny and laughing and dancing and all that good stuff. I love that. But I never had I never had the time to do it because I was a massive procrastination procrastinator and, a, and master at deferring. And what ends up happening is I call it the great irony is that when I ask other friends, you know, why don't you stay in touch with your best friend or why don't you stay in touch with your aunt Sue that really energizes you and makes you happy? They always say life's too busy. Right. They always say I don't have time. And basically what we're really saying is that we just don't have time for people. And what ends up happening is that Parkinson's law robs us of that ability to feel ahead of time, um, which then prevents us from experiencing and being able to practice pro-social science. And what pro-social science means, or simply what it is, is, and that's why I call it the great irony, is if you give someone, and this is what was in the research from Harvard Wharton and University of San Diego, 
and that's referenced in the chapter, chapter seven, is that when you give someone 45 minutes of your time to help them move forward in their day, and it has to be in that specific forward action, you'll actually get back an hour and 15 minutes in your day in various forms, more pep, more energy, more aliveness, more creativity, problem solving ability. You just feel really good. And you can call it maybe an oxytocin exchange happening there or a human mm. energy exchange happening there, right? Because really people energize people. Um, and so when you take time to help someone else move forward, hopefully after you're feeling ahead of time, right? Because that's when you can naturally <laughs> feel the altruism, right? But when you help someone move forward, then then like the magic happens. And so that's why I call it, I call Parkinson's law and procrastination and a lot of these productivity systems, the great irony, because we don't have time for people. And we're missing out on all these things that we're leaving on the table because we don't make time to help people forward. Okay, so this brings us to how feeling ahead equals the ending of the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. And I know you love talking about It's a Wonderful Life. And I, for the life of me, I'm trying to remember if you mentioned it in the chapter or not. But, but the point is, you talk about this all the time. So let's, let's do the feeling ahead moment. And that's, I imagine that's why this is like the number one movie for Christmas movies, right? That is, that is right. I mean, that people have actually done a lot of scientific sort of social science research on It's a Wonderful Life as a whole. And there's a, there's a lot of great stuff out there. But basically, in, in, in essence, the only reason, the main reason why George Bailey was able to have the, the massive uh, social wealth he had at the end of that movie, where if you count how many people go in, which I have, there's about 45 people that go in to give, right, to George. And, and it's not just about money. It's like they believe in him. They believe in who he stood, what he stood for, his values, his beliefs. It goes a little bit deeper than that, is that George Bailey had time for people, right? He made time to help them move forward in life. Mm. And that action, that action is scarce in our productive lives. Why is it scarce if we're so productive? I, you're asking the wrong person because <laughs> I love getting all my stuff done and working ahead so I can be with people and be done with my work. So <laughs> I, I can't answer that, but I bet our listeners can. Yeah. Because as um, you have shared, this is the common thread amongst us, right? Right. Correct. Wow, this is so amazing. Whew, I'd love to ask you more questions, but I know we're getting tight on time. So we'll have to leave that for your next episode in your mini series. All right. So listeners, right about now, I'm sure your head's exploding going, wait, what? So go back and listen to this again. <laughs> because the first time you hear it, it does screw with your mind a little bit because it goes against everything you believe is true. And that's okay. That's okay. That's why this will help you improve your productivity in ways that you haven't even thought of yet. And not only your productivity, but how you live the rest of your life as well. And that's, of course, our next episode. So I'm so thrilled that all of our listeners are here to learn more about this Dayu 
and they can even engage with you. You know, here you are, Mr. Number One International Best-Selling Author, right? And they can start by reading your chapter, chapter seven in volume five in the book series, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, volume five being the one book that has the turquoise cover. And then, Dayu, at the end of your chapter, because you bring in all of these unique concepts, they're not common for most people, um, you have a really strong glossary that breaks down all these different terms. So I encourage everybody to go ahead and take a look at that. And it's like a cheat sheet. <laughs> As Dayu saying a word, you get to go look in the glossary, make sure you understand what it is, and then keep reading. So you get the 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 uh, the enriched wisdom that he drops in the chapter. But also after that, Dayu has, after the glossary, Dayu has an author's page and a business page. And at the bottom of his author's page, he has a special gift for you to help improve your performance. Would you like to share what that is, Dayu? Absolutely. Um, you know, there's two things there. One, there's a challenge. So for five days, you know, try showing up early or on time uh, for five days straight. And I've done those experiments and the results are pretty amazing. Um, and then the second thing is sort of a PDF primer download on how do you end things on time? So, yes. Aha. Okay. So we have a lot going on, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> okay. So what I want to do is I want to encourage everybody to go ahead and check that out. But um, we're not going to even share with you what the link is. It's just going to be in the show notes because I don't want you to go ahead and try to memorize something. If you're driving or doing something critical at this point, go check out the show notes. All the links are there for you. And the other thing that's really cool is right now you can see everything about volume five, as well as all the other books in the series and the authors. But most importantly, we're going to focus on you, Dayu. <laughs> Um, Dayu has a great profile built out there, all different ways you can get a hold of him and his awesomeness. And you can do this by accessing our free mobile app. It's Brilliant Biz Book. Go to your app store, download Brilliant Biz, that's B-I-Z, book, and you'll see everything that you need to engage with Dayu. Now, once you download that, we have a feature that's called Ask an Expert, and you'll see Dayu Patel's name there. And I want to spell Dayu's name because it's very unique. I think he said he only knows of two other, one other person in the world that has the same spelling of his name. And that's D is in David, A-H-Y-U, Dayu Patel. When you see his name, click on it, and type him what your question is on this topic. You have to have one by now. <laughs> and yeah, I hope so, right? And, and it's an email. It'll get sent to his inbox, and he'll respond back to you, and it'll show up in your inbox. So that's pretty cool. Bonus, isn't it? It is fantastic. Yeah. And just so you know, everyone, Dayu's other chapters uh, I said it again, chapters. No, 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 no. Episodes, episodes in the podcast. 
Uh, his mini series starts with episode 206, which is time integrity, then moves to 221, which is time compression. And then 229 is how to uh, pace yourself. And that's not just theory that he talks about. And then, of course, this one. Um, so we hope that you listen to all of them. And we still have one more to go, which is pretty exciting. Dayu, I want to thank you today for your time and your wisdom sharing. Thank you, Maggie. This was fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is. Oh, sharing all this new stuff with everyone. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> and listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Uh, shine brightly until next week. <laughs>